Kim. Live from the Finley Toyota ESPN Las Vegas studios. Why does that, when Tyler calls me an idiot for my Marvel knowledge, why do I feel, why do I feel dumb when he knows way significantly less? This is the press box. It's like, I still feel like, oh, wow, dad, why? Oh, I got you. Thank you. Sorry. Sorry. With Grady and Bischoff. I'm pushing these buttons, but it's the same conversation. Yes, yeah. I'll actually tell <laughs> I was about you about something. To say, is Tyler talking? On ESPN Las Vegas. Ed Graney is off today, which means Gooch is in. You can oh. hear him on Comp, the afternoon show. All right, Gooch, this, there, there's two things about the show today. Number one, I'm from home, so this might be a little bit of a pain. Uh, you and I doing the show together. And number two, it is officially the off-season of Sports Talk Radio. game. The last game of the Stanley Cup Finals is on Sunday. So like yesterday, oh yeah, there's a hockey game, a championship. There's actual stuff to react to. From here on out, it's baseball. And <laughs> we did have the aces last night. But the, like that is it. We are into the off-season now. All right. Well, I'll see myself out. I'll see you. Bye-bye. That's why you're here. <laughs> Make jokes. You're here. Hey, sorry. Okay. Now it's here's the, when I get when, when you guys ask me to do this show uh, for free. Um, you're like make jokes. It's like I I, I shoot from the hip, guys. All right, I sh- I'm shooting from the hip. I'm tr- trying not to. I'm just trying not to sound like some talk show host where they want to say the word douche, but then they hold back to sound more professional. I'm gonna give the hard takes, you guys. I can't wait. But today is... <laughs> Ask me about Kyrie Irving. Go ahead. Wait, listen. One it's going to be good. It's going to be good because you're here. Because as a Browns fan, yeah. the biggest news story in sports right now is Deshaun Watson. We'll get yes. to that in just a second. And as a Cavs fan, you got to experience Kyrie Irving. And that's probably the second biggest story in sports. So here we go. The first bite. Should the NFL suspend Deshaun Watson for more than one season? So a couple of uh, things that are in the news right now. One, there's a disciplinary hearing starting today with the NFL and Deshaun Watson. This is the uh, start of the process where the NFL will decide what punishment they give to Deshaun Watson. Also, and we might get to this a little bit later, the Texans are now being sued uh, essentially for enabling Deshaun Watson's uh, massages at that hotel <laughs> that they were helping set up, uh, where he is accused of sexual misconduct and sexual assault with massage therapists. But the disciplinary hearing is today. We'll see what the NFL actually ends up doing uh, with their punishment for Deshaun Watson at some point. Uh, but what's been reported, what's been, I guess, leaked to the media, is that the NFL is going to push for an indefinite suspension, meaning there wouldn't be an end date on it just yet, but it be a minimum, at least one year for Deshaun Watson. If that happens, he would miss all of this season, and then presumably at some point next offseason, the NFL would pick this back up to figure out how long they should keep Deshaun Watson out. We've seen indefinite suspensions. The most recent one was in baseball with Trevor Bauer. He kept getting sort of indefinite suspensions and then eventually a two-year suspension for Trevor Bauer on top of all the indefinite ones that he got uh Gooch Cleveland Browns fan Gooch is Deshaun Watson going to get suspended for more than one year it depends on what the NFLPA does I you guys know how they defend their players so I, I see the NFL trying to get a year and then I see the NFLPA 
possibly getting it reduced a few games. But again, that's just me shooting from the hip. I have no clue. I mean, I'm not a lawyer. I And on top of that, the again, the civil suits are what we're talking about. He's already been cleared of criminals. So when the civil suits come into play, it's such a gray area because it it does end up being he said, she said, and I don't want to lambaste the guy when I don't know all the fa- facts. Nobody really knows all the facts, except maybe the NFL, except maybe Deshaun Watson for sure knows all the facts, but are we going to get him out of him? No, we're not. So I, I, to say that, to just throw a year-long suspension at him, I don't know, man. I mean, didn't we have, wasn't there a defensive end that played for the Rams that killed somebody in a vehicular manslaughter when he was drunk? And he got to play like a, I don't even think he missed a few games, but he killed somebody while driving drunk. I think it was Leonard Little from uh, the Rams. This is years ago. I mean, we, we've seen we've seen other things happen where people have lost their lives, and still players haven't missed that much time. So, again, I, if you're asking me what my bar is for morally wrong crimes, I, I really don't I, I really don't have a, an answer for you because I don't know all the answers. So my thought process of what the NFL is doing is they are trying to get at least the one-year suspension, and then in their minds, they want to make sure they're good in case something else happens. Because the way this has worked with Deshaun Watson is it wasn't 24 women at one time came out and said that he mistreated them, said that there was sexual assault, or even sued him. It was a a stream of them that came, you know, every couple of months or every or within a couple of years, right? So there's a chance, and Pro Football Talk had a story on it yesterday, there might be even more women that end up suing Deshaun Watson. And if you're the NFL, I think the, the year-long suspension plus the indefinite part allows you to keep him out this year while the civil stuff can could get cleared up at the end of next season. That's the other part of this. The civil suits are not going to get cleared up until after the football season is over. But it would also give you the opportunity next offseason to again reassess and say, okay, is there more? Is there anything worse? Is there anything worth suspending him for more than one season? That's what the NFL would want. The point you made about the NFL Players Association, I think, is a good one because if I'm the NFL PA, I, I might be okay with like the year-long suspension. Like I, I might not fight that too much. The part that I would think they would fight is the indefinite part. Yeah. I would think the NFL PA would say, listen, if you're gonna suspend the guy fine but you have to give us an end date you can't just keep this guy on an indefinite suspension like i think that's the the phrasing that if the that if i'm the nflpa that i'm pushing back on because i don't first off you defend your players and you don't want deshaun watson just in some purgatory but you don't want that to be precedent for the nfl either you don't want the nfl to be able anytime they're investigating a player for anything be able to put this indefinite tag on it and just be like well we'll wait and see if you're the nflpa you want hard timelines for when a player is suspended. So that's the part that I would guess the NFLPA really pushes back on here to try to defend or protect Deshaun Watson and his NFL career. And I think that's just based on the fact that it's just court of public opinion. They just want to make sure that the, the public knows that we're doing everything we can to throw the book at this guy. But the players, and this is the NFL Players Association, how many stories have they heard of women trying to do this to other players that ended up being false. So 
these guys are going to remember all those other accusations. There's the Browns fan. No, there I'm he just, is. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like behind closed doors, how many of these? How many of these stories have? What's that? I said women are liars. No, no. I'm just, I'm just saying. Like when you look at when you look at. I don't know, a Bleacher Report, when you look at sports fans talking back and forth with one another, a lot of them is like, how many of these women making up these accusations? Now, I'm not one of those people. I think if you are somebody that's going to step forward like this, you have to understand that lawyers are going to come at you. All your dirty laundry is also going to be aired. So these women that are stepping forward, it's not like nothing is happening to them. They're also There's also a possibility, just like some of them have already had their names dragged through the mud already, just like, just like other victims that have had these incidents happen to them. They go to, the, they go to the cops, all of a sudden their names ends up in a report. Now you got the court of public opinion. People are just attacking these poor girls on Twitter just because they're sports fans, and they don't know the, and they don't know the fact. They just want to point the finger and say that it's a big fraud, that it's, you know, you're just trying to take somebody out because they got money and they're young. And you just want to destroy this man's career. And it's not that easy. So, so again, what's that? Go. I was just going to say, you're a Cleveland Browns fan. Right. It's not your fault that the Browns traded for Deshaun Watson. It's right? not. Like, yes. like, you didn't trade for Deshaun Watson. But what's it like as a Browns fan right now where basically this organization might have given out the worst contract in NFL history where... They, and made, maybe made the worst trade in NFL history where it's three first-round picks for this guy, a fully guaranteed contract worth $230 million, and he might not play this year. And and hell, if the NFL gets its way, he might not play next season or part of next season. Like, we might be talking about three years of Deshaun Watson not playing football here. Like, are you I – I don't know. What, what the hell do Browns fans think about this? Again, when you go on the Bleacher Report and you just see the fans arguing, I mean, these guys are going at each other's throats. Deshaun Watson said that he, him and his girlfriend went out to the movies in Cleveland and they bought him popcorn. Like, I'm sorry. I'm a Browns fan, but I'm not going to sit there and see. First off, he's a millionaire. Why does he need your popcorn? <laughs> That's number one. Number two, you already know what the guy has been accused of. Just it. What if you are wrong? Now all of a sudden you're buying somebody who's guilty of these crimes a snack, you idiots. Like, what are you doing? So there are Browns fans out there that are not like me, that are not taking these allegations seriously. They're making it out like like the, all to all these women, every single one of these women, it's just a money grab, and they're trying to take this young man out. It is amazing how blind some of these people are. There's no way he didn't do anything wrong. I think I think anybody with a brain in their head knows that he did something wrong. Even if a couple of those women are making up some of those accusations, it doesn't matter. There's double digits that back it up that he did something wrong. So to go out there and buy a guy popcorn, you're a douche. That's a stupid move. Is it a level for Browns fans of like hope? I guess that uh, as an organization. Oh, I've got has... more hope than I have ever had because when you look at when you look at that, that is a Super Bowl caliber defense that we're playing with right now. They have two two number one overall picks on both sides of their defensive line. They got Nick Chubb, the best running back in football, in my opinion. They have a brick wall offensive line. They got Amari Cooper. They just signed David Njoku, who's like, eh, you know, my, but maybe he might be better with a different quarterback. Who knows? That team is built to win right now. So even with Jacoby Brissett, I still think that they might make it to the playoffs. They might limp into the playoffs, but with a team that stacked, they could do it.
Because the, the interesting part about, again, looking at it as a Browns fan, is Deshaun Watson hasn't played for the Browns yet. Like, a lot of times there will be accusations or actual uh, proof of crimes or whatever for players, and that team's fans will defend the player, which happens all the time. But normally that player has actually played for that team. Normally that's because that those fans have memories of that player doing something well, helping them achieve some happiness. Deshaun Watson's never played for the Browns. Like, you haven't experienced him in a Browns jersey. Well, and the Browns haven't experienced happiness. I mean, it's like, <laughs> let's just look at it that way. <laughs> We know this guy can win, so it's like, oh, my God, we're bringing in a scumbag under center, but, oh, my God, look at how he knows how to get rid of the ball. Like, it's just he he is a phenomenal quarterback. I would definitely say that he's a top-five guy um, when you break down the landscape. I, I, okay, fine. Some people might disagree, but I do think he is in the, in did the you, discussion. Did you just argue with yourself about no, 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 him Jared, in the top no, five? No, I was going to make a joke oh. about, well, Guy, he's not maybe a top, he's a top five player. Okay, okay, top five player, yeah, not top five guy, yeah. I'm not going to give him a mug that says top five guy, you know what I mean? It's just not going to work. But the worst part about being a Browns fan, too, is you got to understand, through the uh, 2015 and 2016 seasons, the Browns only won one game, and the only solace we took is we didn't have the scumbag quarterback. That's pretty much it. That was the only solace that we took. We're like, well, you know what? At least our quarterback doesn't have tickle fingers. It's like we got, you know, we at least were able to look at look at ourselves in the mirror. Now, if the Browns do win the Super Bowl with Deshaun Watson, it's like, oh, boy, we're going to look at ourselves in the mirror and notice a lot of zits. It's going to be fun for you. I can. It's got to be fun. <laughs> oh, being don't a worry. Fan. When he gets Always into, fun. During the game, I don't, I'm, I'm not going to be able to see his last name on his jersey. <laughs> I'm just going to be cheering for old number four. You know what I mean? Get in there. You know what I mean? But as far as like cheering for the man, no, it's going to be difficult. All right. Coming up next, Kyrie Irving is actually going to stay with the Brooklyn Nets. Live from the Finley Toyota ESPN Las Vegas studios, this is the Press Box with Graney and Bischoff. Kyrie Irving is opting in to his one-year player option with the Brooklyn Nets. He's going to get paid just over $36 million this year. It's the only year left on his current deal. Uh, there were a lot of reports about what Kyrie Irving was going to try and do this offseason. We had reports that he was going to try to leverage his way either out of Brooklyn or into getting a long-term max contract with the Nets. The Nets apparently don't seem willing to give Kyrie Irving that. Uh, and according to Adrian Wojnarowski, Kyrie Irving basically had the freedom yesterday or the last couple days to go find a trade partner. And that way he could do a sign and trade, sign back with the Nets and then get traded away to another team and couldn't find any takers. So as a result, he is opting in for one more year at 36 point something million with the Brooklyn Nets. Um, do you believe that nobody in the league would want Kyrie Irving? It's tough to believe that because when you see Kyrie Irving on his game, he is simply incredible. He is incredible. Uh, I heard a stat earlier today where even though he played what a fraction of the games last season, he still averaged 27 points a game. That's insane. He's so good. But when you got a guy like that who opens up his mouth and just nothing but dumb, 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 stupid, stupid, stupid flies out of his mouth, 
It's you have to look at him as a liability. And now remember, remember last year or what was it two years ago when Kyrie and Kevin Durant they were talking about playing and oh I've never met someone like this now I can look over and pass it to a guy and not have to worry about making the last shot basically making a shot at LeBron that's how I took it anyway and now all of a sudden that relationship deteriorated and it's gone like that in pretty much every team that he's played for so he doesn't understand that it's a team game it's the Kyrie Irving show and that's it did you see his quote yesterday which one Normal people keep the world oh going, but those who dare to be different lead us into tomorrow. Oh, my I've God. I've made my decision to opt in. See you in the fall. Yes. Okay. So Kyrie Irving is now what, Martin Luther King of the of the league now. He's, he, all of a sudden, he's going to inspire people to do better. Get out of here, man. It's like he sounds just like Baker Mayfield. Anybody that goes out there and <laughs> no, says something. No, no Baker's does. not this bad. No, he's Baker's not this not bad. This he's bad. not this bad, but he is Baker that delusional. The, re- the earth is round. Come he, on. He thinks the earth is round. Absolutely. I'm not saying he's as dumb as Kyrie Irving, even though I do think Kyrie Irving. That's the crazy thing. Kyrie Irving is very intelligent. But when he says things like the earth is flat, which he did come out later and denounce. He, he did. Uh, but, but still, like though, two the, months after. Yes. But the ability to even fall into that just shows how susceptible you are to being duped. And that's that's Kyrie Irving. And Ky- Kyrie Irving now is just duping himself. I love that he's like normal people keep the world going. But those who dare to be different. He's like, I dare to be different by opting into a $36 million yeah. oh. contract. Very brave. A very <laughs> brave decision by Kyrie Irving. You know what? What, what day is it today? Uh, so I, this was yesterday that he opted in. So I propose that on June 27th, from now on, we make it Kyrie Irving Day. Nobody goes to school. Because you know what? He's really oh. trying to make things different. He's trying to push the needle in the right direction. No one goes to school. You just sit at home and watch YouTube videos. Yes, you just sit home. You get yourself uh, dragged down into YouTube videos. Now, all of a sudden, you're believing in crisis actors. You know, it's just, it's, it's. The fact that this guy doesn't have a lawyer just standing next to him at all moments saying, Kyrie, shush, shh, just putting his finger right on, on his lips, shush, 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 or like maybe, maybe he takes like a spoon of a SpaghettiOs and just puts it in his mouth, like just shut up. So here's the fascinating part to me on Kyrie Irving. He is 30 years old. He is not old by any means. Um, and... Like you said, when he plays, Kyrie Irving is very, very good. Incredible. Kyrie Irving can help you win an NBA title. We've seen it happen. But I can understand why a lot of NBA teams would say no thank you to giving Kyrie Irving a max contract. Because Kyrie Irving didn't even play 30 games last season. And that was his choice, right? He could have played the entire year. But he chose not to get vaccinated and therefore not able to play in home games for the Nets for the majority of the season and ultimately played in less than 30 games last season. I can understand why as an NBA team, I would not want Kyrie Irving as one of my max players. You have a finite amount of cap space. You have a finite amount of max players you can have on your team. And I don't think I want Kyrie Irving to be one of those guys. And I don't think I want to commit to whatever it would be four or five years of Kyrie Irving being one of those guys. And so it sounds crazy to think that a player as good as Kyrie Irving is a guy that can absolutely help you win a title. 
doesn't really have a long list of teams wanting to give him the max contract he can get. But I completely understand it because what are you going to do if you have Kyrie Irving? I mean, look at the Nets. This has got to be the most disappointing big three in NBA history. We thought Durant, Harden, and Irving were going to be dominating the NBA. And three years later, one of them's already gone. The other one tried to get out, but nobody wanted him. And now they've got Ben Simmons, if he ever plays. Like, it is... It's been a disaster in Brooklyn, and now you're sitting there with Kyrie Irving opting in. And I, I mean, are the Nets good next year? Are the Nets legitimate title contenders next season? I mean, it is the East. I see them getting into the playoffs, and I would love for the Nets to make it all the way to the finals and get rolled by the Warriors. I would love to see that because it would be the second time that, or it would be the third time Kyrie Irving would lose to them in the finals. And, you know, and obviously I love seeing Kevin Durant get his. And those are two guys right there, too, who are just easily bothered by people on court, people online. They have to respond to everybody. They feel like they're constantly under attack. It gets to players. All you got to do is look at Boston. Remember when Boston made that gigantic trade with Cleveland to get Kyrie Irving? And then he went over there and he got hurt. And then all of a sudden they played better without him. That's a telling sign. Does... I wonder how good he has to be this year to have that long list of teams wanting to sign him after the season. Because he'll be a free agent after this season now. And I wonder, like, if we see, whatever, 70 games of Kyrie Irving this season and he averages near 30 points a game and the Nets go deep in the playoffs, like, I wonder how that changes the way teams look at him. Because it's a lot easier to say no to Kyrie Irving right now when he's coming off a year where he barely played. But... When we get, if we get an actual full good season of Kyrie Irving, I wonder how that changes. Will teams look at it and say, Oh, yes, we need that, we want that, we're going to do whatever we can to sign that player? Or do we get another season where, for whatever reason, Kyrie Irving doesn't play all the games? I think, I think last year was already the sample size you needed. I mean, he didn't play a lot of games, and then when he did, he was incredible. Now he's going into this season, fresh legs, not as much, not as he didn't burn the miles that he would have burned last year. He's coming into this year totally different. I think, if anything, he's probably, as far as like physical ability goes, I would probably put him higher than he would have been maybe a year or two ago. Wouldn't you? I mean, it's like, again, it's like we already know that he could still do all the things that we know Kyrie Irving could do. Yeah, I, I think Kyrie Irving, again, if you get him on the basketball court, it's very good. Right. Uh, you, you want that guy on your team. You want that player on your team. But everything that comes with Kyrie Irving, we just saw the league say no to him because he was trying apparently to get a sign and trade to a different team, to a team that would want to give him a max contract and couldn't find one. So he's opting in because he's going to take his $36 million. That was one of the funniest, I think, stories out there was that Kyrie Irving could have ended up with the Lakers but the Lakers couldn't afford to pay him more than $6 million. And there was the idea that he would not take this player option with the Nets, sign for $6 million with the Lakers, and basically throw away $30 million, which would have made no sense whatsoever. Like, even for Kyrie Irving, you're not throwing away $30 million to go play with the Lakers instead of the Nets next season. Absolutely not. No, you take that money. But the idea of him even playing with the Lakers... Number one, would LeBron be the worst GM in the history of the league if he brought Kyrie Irving to the Lakers? Again, we already know what the problem with the Lakers is. 
You got your superstars, but you have no, you have zero depth. Zero depth. And then you brought in Russell Wilson to play. Oh, my God. Not Russell. Westbrook. They brought in Westbrook to play. He was a disaster. And what are you going to do with Kyrie? I mean, it, it, yeah, AD, LeBron, and Kyrie sound sexy, but Kyrie could break down. AD, we already know, could break down. And LeBron's getting long in the tooth. Why, why bring in this headache? Well, if he's $6 million, I think it's worth it. $6 million, yeah. But again, LeBron's going to have to look over at this guy who, once again, <laughs> probably caused so much drama in the Cavs locker room, and now he's got to figure out how to play with this guy again with an even more inflated ego. All right, coming up next, Mike Grimala joins the show. He's never seen a steak that is too gray. He once ate half a box of Cheez-Its for lunch and finished off the other half for dinner. He has eaten exactly one taco in his life. He is Mike Grimala. Have tacos changed that much since I tried one? Good morning, Mike. He's from the Las Vegas Sun, covers UNLV. Um, we got some Kevin Kruger recruit. He's actually recruiting a high schooler. Uh, you tweeted out about DJ Thomas being their top priority. Uh, he coming to UNLV. What do you know about UNLV recruiting a uh, top 100 guard in the 2023 class? I know that they like him a lot. I know that they, they want him more than they want anyone else. Um, they've been putting in... Uh, a lot of work um, on June 15th was the first day that coaches were allowed by NCAA rules to start reaching out to guys in his class. And that was the the, the guy that they targeted. Um, then last week, they, the entire UNLV coaching staff flew down to Arizona to watch him and his Liberty team play in the, some tournament that was in Arizona. So they've been putting in a, a lot of work and a lot of miles just in the last couple of weeks. But, I mean, they've been recruiting him all along, but um, they've really picked it up in the, the past couple of weeks since it's become legal to reach out directly to players in that class. So they want him. He's the number one guy regardless of, of class. So that's that's who they're really, really going after right now. So this did not uh, end up well for UNLV, but it, it gives me the same sort of uh, vibes as Zayon Collins and TJ Altsberger, given that that was the guy he wanted so badly when he got the UNLV job. Yeah, I mean, there's definite parallels where, you know, T.J. Otzelberger identified right away as first day on the job that Zion Collins was the guy he wanted um, a couple years out, and then they really put everything in that basket and went after him. Um, and they got him. It didn't work out, but they, they did land him. And then uh, you see Kevin Kruger sort of doing the same thing. Uh, D.J. Thomas is the guy they want. They really um, – I wouldn't be surprised to see them sort of clear the decks um, – at that point guard position over the next couple of years to sort of give him um, that runway to come in and play um, if he commits as a freshman. Uh, and they think he's the kind of guy they can build their, their team around, much like they thought Zayon Collins was going to be the guy for four years. I think they believe uh, DJ Thomas can come in and be that same type of guy and make them a winning program from the point guard position. Is there anything to this that Kevin Kruger has basically ignored high school recruiting for the most part, but now he's all in on DJ Thomas? Does that just mean DJ Thomas is, is really good, or is there like a reason for there might be a change in philosophy from Kevin Kruger? No, I think you're on to something. They, uh, had, they have avoided high school recruits for the most part just because Kevin Kruger, I think, wants to win right away. He doesn't want to develop... Um, 
freshmen who have to come in and you've got to wait for them to get a year of experience before they're positive players, or you've got to wait for them to put on 10 pounds of muscle before they can impact winning. And I don't think he wants to wait on that. He wants guys who are physically developed, mature, have a track record in college. I mean, he wants to be a transfer portal guy. So it really takes something um, above and beyond, I think, to attract his eye to a, a high school recruit. Um, so I think, yeah, yeah, DJ Thomas is a guy who they will go outside their normal recruiting pool to go after a guy like him. In the last week or so, UNLV filled up their roster, used their last two scholarships. Shane Noel transfer coming in from Arizona. Carl Jones, a junior college big man, coming in. Uh, I know you had Kevin Kruger, and on June 14th, you quoted him saying, we're okay waiting. Right now, we want to make sure we add the right pieces to the team. Less than two weeks later, they've completely filled up the roster, didn't wait very long there. Is there? Are you surprised at all that they added two guys that aren't seemingly, you know, guaranteed stars on this team that might just end up being depth guys on this roster? Am I surprised that they added two guys? No, because they did have two open scholarships. <laughs> Am I surprised at the type of players they added? No, because I think everyone was sort of set on the, you know, they need a wing and they need a big man, and that's what they got. Um, as for the particular players, um, I think I was expecting probably more of a track record. I was expecting, um, based on what Kruger had said and the way that they had recruited previously, I thought they would sort of go after um, players who could come in and make an impact right away. So to see them take a developmental wing like Shane Noel, who, you know, he may turn out to be a good player, but that's a guy they're going to have to develop. That's he's basically it's basically like adding a red shirt red shirt freshman to your roster. So um, that's a guy who you wouldn't expect to come in and be, you know, a, a winning player in year one. Um, and then Carl Jones, that's a guy who he's played three years at the junior college level, and you know he's he topped out at ten points, eight rebounds. So these are guys who are I wouldn't expect to come in and light the Mountain West on fire right away. So it kind of surprises me to see them take guys who are who need some work. Um, so I'm a little bit surprised from, from that standpoint. So overall assessment of the offseason, UNLV, uh, there's a few places that will rank like transfer portal players and everything. That I think they're still in the top 10 for most of those rankings because of the amount of players they got and guys like Elijah Harkless who are very good at Oklahoma. But it, they did lose for their top five scores from last year. They're not exactly adding to a core that helped them last season. They're basically re rebuilding a whole team. How do you sort of grade? How do you assess the offseason for Kevin Kruger? Did he do a good job? Did he do a good enough job to be in the NCAA tournament this year? That's a that's a good question. I would say, uh, I mean, they're not going to, I don't think they're going to have a player like Bryce Hamilton who's going to give you 30-point games, you know, once a week or so. It's, But I think stylistically, the pieces that they have may form a, a more cohesive team just because I can look at the guys they have and I can see a bunch of different lineups that they can play where they can play the kind of basketball that Kevin Kruger wants to play, which is defense first. Whereas last year, you know, Bryce Hamilton has to be on the floor for 38 minutes a game. And when he's out there, you're not really playing the type of team defense that Kevin Kruger wants to build around. For everything that Bryce Hamilton gave you, um, you know, he was not that guy on the defensive end, whereas now I feel like they can probably get after it a little bit more with all five guys at once. So um, maybe less individually talented or individually impressive, but I think they can be better as a team. Um, so I would think that they're 
you would you should expect them to have a better record this year. You should expect them to be, you know, twenty plus wins. You should expect them to be contending for the NCAA tournament. I mean, it is year two. Um, they have brought in some good transfers, some guys who are really good players, and uh, yeah, I would expect them to be better this year. All right, an important question for you, actually. Uh, Gooch, are you aware of Mike Gramala's uh, eating habits? Have you been? Have you done a show with Mike before? Well, I have heard that he only had one taco, and I think he needs to be kicked out of America for that. That's one of my prerequisites. Okay. You have so, to love tacos to be an American. This is just a, an open-ended question that leads to a lot of great parts on this okay. show for Mike. Uh, <laughs> Mike, what have you eaten recently? I, I have something for you. I got something for you. Um, I tried something new. I went to a restaurant last week, and why do I feel like you're going to go? I tried something new—a hamburger. That's exactly what's going to happen. Here. That's what's <laughs> no, amazing about this. No, no, I bet you've never had this. They brought out just to the table a bowl of creamed corn. I've had creamed corn. Tyler? Yes, it's. I hate creamed corn. It's disgusting. But I've eaten creamed yeah, yeah. corn before. Yeah, I mean, it, it did look disgusting, and it's. I, I, I had a vague idea of what it was but they brought it out and i was like hey i'm at this restaurant it's pretty fancy let me try this so i kind of dipped my fork in there and i had a little of that so that's the the, the latest new thing that i've, I've you know what you should have done corn. is you should have gotten a flour tortilla put the cream corn in it fold it taco corn bam made it i don't know i think i'm done with tacos <laughs> We know you are. If you've had one taco and then you're like, I'm good, then you you don't even have to exclaim that you're done with tacos. You've been done with tacos. You've been like, taco-free. If, if, if you're trying to sell me on tacos by saying, hey, you can put creamed corn in them, like it's a vehicle for creamed corn, then I'm like, uh, I don't know if I'm really – I don't know if taco number two is in the cards for me. You're probably right. What, what is your favorite food? Peanut butter. I'll put that in a tortilla, boom. Peanut butter taco. Done. <laughs> Peanut, peanut. Wait, peanut butter is your favorite food? Yes, I do love peanut butter. I do love peanut butter, so I can't. I can't fault you there. Yeah, yeah, but hold on, hold on, Mike. How do you eat peanut butter? On white bread. Okay, nothing else. I thought maybe you were sticking your hand in the bowl like Winnie the Pooh and honey. You know what I mean? <laughs> do you no, eat you peanut it, butter? You spread it on. You just spread it on Wonder Bread with nothing else, no jelly. Um, and that's you're good to go. That's that's my my favorite meal. Oh man! You know that's okay. the athlete. That's the uh, the same meal that nine out of ten athletes prefer. Yeah, it is. No, that's a it lie. Is. It's no, it's delicious. They all like just their plain peanut butter dry <laughs> sandwich. What got uh, you here? Peanut butter and white bread. That's right. That's what Mike Gravala <laughs> is. All right, he's Mike Gravala from the Las Vegas Sun. Send him some peanut butter sandwiches, but not cream corn. Mike, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, guys. So there is Mike Kramala. Um, One taco. Yeah, and it was on the radio, too. That is, okay, we have talked about Kyrie Irving saying that the earth is flat, you know, and how he's talking about turning down $30 million and how insane that sounds. But the fact that there is a man that has only eaten one taco and chose, chose to not eat a second taco sometime between the first taco and now, that's a hatred for tacos. He, he uh, does not like multiple flavors or foods at one time. Okay. It's, He's a one-at-a-time kind of person. I, I understand because you like to – is he the type of person that goes, 
potatoes and you just eat that, and then you go green beans and you eat that, and then you go steak well, and eat that, like all in that he order. Doesn't eat, he doesn't eat the green beans, I don't think. Okay, oh, okay, yeah, it's like I think, uh, and and it's and it's canned potatoes, by the way. Okay, potatoes out of a can. Help. Don't say okay like that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm saying, okay. <laughs> yeah, you're all missing right. the you're missing the quintessential Gooch facial expression of. All right, I'm processing okay. that. Okay, it sounds like he enjoys rations. It's like yes. he does. He does enjoy rations. <laughs> he would have been great during the blitz. Yeah. Yes. All right. Uh, coming up next, I've got an important question for Gooch and Jared. You're sitting in the press box with Graney and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas. Follow them on Twitter at Ed Graney and Bischoff underscore Tyler. Gooch is in this morning for Ed Graney. Ed's back tomorrow. Gooch, you can hear over on uh, Comp in the afternoons. Uh, this is a peak off-season sports talk radio question because this was uh, something that I saw on Twitter yesterday. So the question for both of you, you're going to get money, but you can never watch a certain sport again. And here's your options. You get $100,000, but you can never watch Major League Baseball again. Or you get $500,000, but you can never watch the NHL again. Or you get $1 million and you can never watch the NBA again. Or $5 million, but you can never watch the NFL. Which of those options are you choosing? Well, if I ditch the NBA and the NFL, I... You only get one of them. Yeah, exactly. One. Yeah, That's yeah. the thing. So I, 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 don't have, I won't have anything to talk with my friends about. <laughs> So I'm just going to take the cheaper route and just go, look, money isn't everything. Baseball is boring. Give me the $100,000. Is there an MLS option? Yeah. No, like, you're, like you're, for, already not, you're already not watching MLS. For four, four grand a year. Yeah. Those, <laughs> by the way, there are other sports that we could mention that, uh, you know. <laughs> I'm for not 50 even, bucks a for year, 50 I bucks, will not you watch don't curling. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, oh, so you're going to give up curling? Terrible idea. Oh, no. What are you going to do every four years in the Olympics? <laughs> that is true. I do weirdly get into curling during the right? Olympics. Yeah, that and right. gymnastics. Yeah. You should see him when he walks into the, the building every day. He's got a broom. And he just shuffles <laughs> all the way up into the studio just for practice. Um, right. It's got to be... I, I'm, to me, it's the NHL because I don't think I'd have to... Here's the question. Can other people talk at me? about the sport because you just you just don't watch it okay so i can i listen to it on the radio no okay you're giving it up so am i allowed to you cannot consume games and that is watching it on tv listening that is highlights you cannot consume games what about other other people can have conversations around you about it but you will not know so i from a third party i have to have my friend watch the game and then report back to me (laughs) <laughs> and yes, I'm, if you want to go to those links, I think oh, that's man. allowable. The easiest one, though, is the NHL because 
I have been talked at about the Golden Knights enough that I don't feel like I even need to watch the games. All I know is that the goalie always sucks and these guys shoot directly into people's chests. That's I don't need point. to watch the Golden Knights. I can have opinions about it, and I've never watched a game. That's the worst part because I do love going to the Knights games. But he is 100% right. You don't have to watch the game to soak in the experience. All you got to do is talk to a diehard fan and just watch the sweat off their brow as they talk about the lack of goalie support that the Knights have. Uh, you guys are both wrong. There is an obvious answer. Like, I don't even think it's remotely close. You give up the NFL for $5 million. There's only one dollar amount on there that you can, like, retire right now. You're $100,000 what am I going to do? Do you, see old, do you see old people when they retire? They have nothing. Nothing. Yeah, okay. Here's the other part of this equation. If we're looking at a value standpoint, there are 17 NFL regular season games a year for those teams. We got 162 in baseball. We got 82 in the NBA and NHL. You're getting $5 million to give up 17 games. That is nothing. Plus what is Super Bowl? Nothing. There's one day a year you will regret it, and that is on the Super Bowl. That is it. There's one day in the entire year you'll regret taking $5 million. What if I take the $5 million, but in the offseason, I'm allowed to watch NFL Network and you the replay not of the games? No. He's trying, to, he's trying to find a loophole. Just, yes, there's a legal loophole here. This is this Call is Sam such, yes. to me. This is such an easy question. You take the five million and give up the NFL. One million to give up the NBA is just stupid, right? It's just dumb. It's five. It's five times as much money to give up the Tyler, NFL. Tyler, have you ever been around somebody who is talking football and then you switch the conversation to something else? You might get stabbed. It's they, like they, throwing a dead fish in their lap. Yes, I got five There's million dollars. I don't need to talk to those people anymore. Well, first off, okay, does the Five million dollars get taxed right away? No, it's just a free five. Just a million. free you, five. You have five million dollars. Do you really bring in taxes into this stupid hypothetical question? This is America, and you have to Jesus. bring in the taxes. No, into the no, no, no. I think there's a certain like um, after five million. Isn't that where you don't have to pay taxes at all? I'm hoping. If you got yeah, the right, right lawyers, yeah. yeah if you got the right that's... lawyers, yeah. We just skip <laughs> all that. So I'm technically me, Puerto Rican. I'm just saying is, I don't want I don't want to be removed from America by not watching football, and that's kind of what you feel like. If you talk to people like I don't really like I don't really like football, then you don't like talking sports at all. You don't like having friends. You just thing. want to sit in a cave and you want to talk to your parakeet. There are fans of other sports, Gooch. There are people who will talk to you about basketball or hockey or baseball or get into soccer. Like okay. there are people that will talk to you get about the sports. Soccer. Get into soccer. And you, and you get five million dollars. You don't get your stu you took a hundred thousand dollars to give up baseball. But what you're am just, I gonna you're do? You're just poor. You gotta have poor. stuff to do. I'm only forty two years old. I gotta I could burn through that five million in no time. And now I'm gonna now, now what happens when the money's all gone? I'm not gonna be able to watch, watch my favorite college sport? football on Saturday and sleep in on Sunday. I'll start up my own you fight got club. You got, yes, hell, start up your own football league. Make <laughs> there the you XFL go. good. Oh my God. I love it. That's oh what I'm doing God. with the money. Yeah, we're going to become <laughs> USFL fans, the number one source for USFL. There you go. I fixed your answer. You can make, you can make a league better than the NFL, and you're good to go. I just... I it, five million dollars. It's so much more money than the other options, oh. and there's so fewer games. You have to do it. I could get Johnny Manziel for like seventy five bucks. 
Yeah. His you, Twitter you can... following alone is going to pay back the money I put into the league. He's still in that league where the fans tell him what plays to run, right? It seems like a lot of fun. You can be the biggest fan in that entire sport. 